So the leader is Rota Arataki. Came up towards the corner from Seymajika half away. Waltz on by in plenty of air. Skewiff behind them needs a bit of luck. And in came Call Die. Madame Pomery's going to hunt the fence. Revolutionary miss to the outside from Shuffle Dancer. Rota Arataki went for home at the 250. A length in front of Skewiff who persists with a run up on the inside. Rota Arataki about three quarters to Skewiff who has to breathe in. Then Waltz on by and Call Die late. Rota Arataki 50 metres to go. Packing too many punches and what? Wrote to Arataki has won it from Shuffle Dancer, called I Madame Pomery. She deserved that victory. She's been a mighty man, this Kiwi bread mare for Maddie Williams, who's based at Warnable, of course. And Maddie's our special guest for the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. Hello to you, Maddie. Well done. She's been a sensational mare for your connections and your stable. Uh, yes, she's been terrific, Gareth, since we've brought her. She hasn't really. Oh, but, you know, maybe one or two runs, a little bit questionable, but otherwise, um, you know, she's been very honest and genuine and just kept improving each trip. She just seems to come back a little bit better after she's had a break. And, um, yeah, hopefully she might be able to find her way into a, a G1 at some stage. Yeah, and she deserved that. I thought her run at Flemington behind Life Lessons and Princess Grace was full of merit. And to do what she did in that Tristark uh, at Group 2, um was sensational and she's a, a daughter of Rote. So do you, were you expecting her to, to, to go to the front or did Dean Yendel just make up his decision as the gates went back? Uh, we give him a bit of an open book there on yeah. um, Saturday because we just thought there wasn't a lot of tempo in the race. There wasn't a lot that were natural leaders and she was drawn a little bit tricky that she would have maybe possibly got posted again on, at, at, but on a slow tempo, which would have then, um, you know, made it a little bit harder, and we just said, you know, the opportunity it, it, uh, opens up there for you to roll forward. You know, you've got an open book to do so. So that was that was Dean's decision to do, and um, it proved the right one. I'm just trying to weigh out what Group One is there for her. Like, um, I know you've taken horses before to Perth for a railway stakes at handicapped conditions, 1600 metres, and then you've got. I don't know if it'll be a vintage Empire Rose this year with the the Sydney Invitation race, especially. Um, and then you've got the Sir Rupert Clark handicap over 1,400 metres. When you have a look at her profile, that could be the perfect race for her. Have you have you made up your mind where you go next with her? Not really. We're, we're, we're going to nominate except for the Empire Rose and have a look and just see on, on what you say there that um, a few of those mares might be going to Sydney and it could come up a little bit soft for Group 1. Um, so we want to be in the mix there. I'm a little bit questionable how she would be at a mile, but yeah. Dean's confident that she would get a mile all right. She just she just looks a little bit keen in the run to be going up in trip for mine, but um, if we don't want to go the Empire Rose, we'd wait then and go the four weeks in between runs and, and go to the Rupert Clark, which could end up being a nice little race for, for her down the weights and... Um, it's always just hard to know, being that it's the first year they've moved that race, mm -hmm. what horses are still going to be up and about and, and firing on all cylinders at that, at that time of the uh, spring carnival. So who's usually right, yourself or Dino, when it comes to that type of stuff? Mm, yeah, it's probably mixed results okay. there, I think, over the, over the years. <laughs> well, if he goes that like if he goes and rides her like he did in the Tristark, she'll get 1,600 metres. She was strong to the line at Caulfield the other day, but you would imagine an Empire Rose. At, and when she led at Flemington in a Let's Elope, I know that she was against like a horse like Amelia's Jewel, but um, she improved out of sight second up. Was there a reason for that performance first up? 
Yeah, when you looked at the data, they they just went too, too hard. Quick, they yeah. went, um, they were very quick early, and it was always going to probably end a bit messy then late. Um, so that that was the most important thing on, on Saturday. That when we said to Danny, you know, if you want to roll forward and take it up, just make sure you're doing it on your terms and um, giving her a chance to, to just get a little bit of a breather down the side to give her a kick off the corner, which. You know, he, he just got that spot on on Saturday. Yeah. So the sweet spot for her is seven furlongs, you, you, you believe? Well, we haven't tried her at a mile, but just a couple of times. So I remember having Jamie Carr on her in the uh, the ballerine, when she won the ballerine, and I said to her then, you know, would you risk going to a mile? And she thought, oh, she was a bit doubtful of that. She thought yeah. probably 14 at that time was better. But I would say since we put the earmuffs on her, she seems to be settling a bit better and just not, not being quite as strong. And... She, she probably looks a little bit worse doing things than in the run because she just has a little bit of a high head carriage, hence the the, um, the nose roll that we have on her. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't seem to think that she's actually... She doesn't give him that feel that she's going too hard um, through the bridle with those earmuffs on. So, yeah, look, I think we'll leave it open until acceptances next week and have a look. And if it come up soft, we might roll the dice and go. And if not, or she draws bad... Um, we can then just wait and, and maybe have a crack at the Rupert Clark. Is she fourth up? So she'll be fourth up. Is that the is she only having one more run this prep? I think one more run would probably see her out. Yeah. But um, she's a great doer at home. She eats terrific. So she just gets to her, her fitness level there and she seems to be able to hold that. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say, you know, just run by run, I suppose, and see how she's got but yeah, one more run might be it and then give her a little break and, and get her back for the autumn then. And you've got another New Zealand bred galloper going around at Mooney Valley in the 10th race loose on gin on Saturday. He's a, he's a colt by Terming Loose. He was impressive at Hamilton. Now, this is tougher, of course, at the Valley on Cox Plate Day, but you're happy with him. He goes around in the Red Anchor Stakes over the 1,200. Yeah, he's a nice little horse. I haven't actually seen those acceptances. Uh, how do you draw there? Have you got you've that got barrier four. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, no, look, he'll yep. get a nice run just behind the leaders, I would think, from a nice gate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, look, it's this time of year, it's really hard actually to try and place those three-year-olds that once they've won a maiden, you sort of more or less push to those um, listed and group three type races for the three-year-olds in town. So um, he, he deserves to have a crack. He's had a, he's had a couple of runs as a two-year-old, which were good, and they've ended up good form races. Mm. Um, so he deserves to have a little crack at that and just see where he fits in, but obviously, uh, you know, a big step up on what he was uh, up against at uh, Hamilton. Yeah, it's come up a hot race. Schwartz was so impressive, and I think Mark Zara is keen on Nacho Nacho as well, so that's a good race there, Barber, uh, Maharaba for Graham Beek. So it's a hot little race. You'll get a good guy to see where he's at anyway. You didn't my confidence there, yeah, Gareth. So, so, <laughs> 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 hey, hey, you'll be right, mate. You're on fire. Just smoke the pipe. Don't worry about that. The red anchor stakes. Hey, um, uh, it is amazing when you're having a bit of a run. How things just seem to open at the right time, and runs seem to come, and they do. You draw better gates, and it, it, <laughs> it just all seems to flow a bit better. We do a lot of manif- manifestation here on um, Giddy Up. Like it's all about the positive thinking, and then when the universe opens up for you, mate. You'd be surprised what comes your way if you allow it. That's right. Yeah. Maybe you need to get our great mate Bunsen onto something like that. But in saying that, he's been saying them pretty well, they tell me. So we wish you the best of luck in those famous colours of yours, mate. And, um, yep, good luck on Saturday. And then um, good luck with whatever you do with uh, the mare that's been flying at the moment. Uh, good evening, Gareth. Appreciate that, mate. Always great to chat, uh, chat to Matty Williams, one of the great guys of the sport of thoroughbred racing.